0: Lord help us today. And one of the words that we we forget is discipline and focus. Discipline and focus. That song touched my heart, touched my spirit, reminded me, wait a minute now, who's in charge in your life, right? Who's in charge? There's one thing that we have forgotten. I think it's on the money. In God we trust, huh? You see, so even in the Constitution, it talks about in God. Well, we need to get back to God Instead of Democrats and Republicans, right? Even though we vote and do our, but that is a beautiful song, and it reminds me when she was singing that song. It reminded me, stay focused, Amen. stay focused on who is he, yeah. stay focused on him. And one of the things about it is, uh, see, Satan wants you to get distracted, and and uh, uh, when in coaching different sports, because y'all know I'm coach fields now for here for a while. And in coaching different sports, what they try to do, the other team tries to get you focused on something else other than what you're supposed to be doing. It's just like in in baseball. You know, I'm a baseball fan. In baseball, when a runner gets on first base, they try to uh, get the pitcher distracted from what he's supposed to be doing, pitching, and get him concerned about if they're going to steal second, and you watch him doing all these moves. And sometimes the pitcher gets so, can, gets so caught up and distracted by who's on first base, they forget who's at the plate. Amen. Are y'all with me? Right. You see and even in basketball, if you watch the college basketball, when somebody's at the free throw line, they want to get distracted from them, and they be waving stuff and doing everything to get them distracted uh, from what they're supposed to be. is. Is shooting that basketball and making that goal. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. see, it's 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 in football if you watch it. You'll all be watching the Chiefs today, most of you. If you list, if you look at sometimes, they get you distracted. Them them linebackers will run up to the line, then they'll back off and they'll do everything they can to get the quarterback distracted so he's not focused on what he's supposed to be doing. Are you all with me? Yeah. And so we 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 learn that in sports. Well, we can take it into our spiritual lives that Satan does. Things to distract us, right? Mm-hmm. To get our mind focused on something else other than God, right? Yes. He, it's right now, you know. I'm uh, uh, I'm looking at all of these people that Christian people, and we should be. If you voted for uh, uh, I don't care who you voted for, you as long as you vote. Don't get distracted on what their work is and what God's work is, because God will back up His promises. You see, he ain't got to go through no Senate, no Congress, right? right? You see, he'll back up his promises. So, so it's a blessing to have a song that says that. And so we're talking about being focused today, being focused. You got to stay focused. Don't get distracted, uh, uh, you see. And so what, what happens is I use a lot of sports in my life, and I use those examples in my life. You see, and, and I've taught many, as coaching track, I've taught many of an athlete to say, no, you need to stay focused. Don't worry about what's going on. See, there's eight lanes on a track. Y'all with me? And in sprints, there's eight lanes, 200 meters, you got to stay in your lane, 400 meters, you got to stay in your lane, 100 meters, you got to stay in your lane. And what happens to a lot of runners, they get distracted about what's going on in them other seven lanes instead of saying, focus on your lane. Are you with me? So uh, life is the same way. You gotta stay, focus on your calling, focus on your purpose, focus on what God has called you to do, right? You gotta call out, to, you gotta call, like that child just got through saying, call out to Emmanuel. I'm staying focused on what God has called me to do. I'm staying focused on what God has purposed me to do, but I'm still staying focused on what his promises are. You see, I'm focused on his promises. There's two, three things, two things God can't do is lie and fail. So I'm going to stay focused on him because I know he can't lie and he can't fail. Satan, Satan is a liar and the father of lies. So when we get to hearing him, what we're going to do is fail in whatever we do because he'll leave you. He'll leave you. And in the book of uh, Hebrews, if I go there uh, briefly, in the book of Hebrews, uh, this is the first of many warnings. Uh, in the first chapter, uh, and 12, excuse me, Hebrews 12, we, we're gonna do, this is the first of many warnings, this passage in Hebrews. The author here is trying to get us to stay alert. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get us to stay alert, because if you don't stay alert on what's going on around you, and uh, you'll start drifting back to where you came from. Mm-hmm. Right. You see, the Bible says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for that higher calling in Christ Jesus, leaving all that other stuff behind me. What Satan wants you to do is go back to what you used to be before you got saved. And he'll put people in your life to take you back there. Do you understand what I'm saying? But see, so in Hebrews, it it warns us, it's it's a great book to read, it's a great chapter to read because it warns us, be careful, be careful, don't go backwards, don't go backwards, because, and don't get to thinking backwards. You see what I'm saying? Because you will start drifting back. And have you seen many times, may have you done it yourself, many times in your life you was in a good place and something happens, and next thing you know you was drifting back into those old ways, that old a lifestyle of living. Yep. So this is what we want to talk about this morning. I'll read my commentary, life commentary, please, for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, so again, this is the first of many warning passages in Hebrews. All right. By it, the author sought to alert the readers to the subtle danger of drifting back into their former lifestyle. And even though
0: you are saved and you go to church, see, the reader here is trying to warn us to be careful or you'll drift back into your old ways, uh-huh. be, drift back into your old habits. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Say amen mm-hmm. to that. Amen. And so we, what we're trying to do is we're trying to build, y'all know what I call it, spiritual muscle. That we have the strength and the power when Satan tries to get us to drift back, we don't drift back. We're going That's forward. Right. We're not going backwards. Christians don't go backwards. Ain't nothing back there. When you even read in the book of Ephesians, when you put the full arm of God on, ain't nothing behind you. You see, it's all in front of you. Why? Because God wants us to go forward, not backward. So we don't need anything back here to protect us because we ain't going back. We're going this direction. Isn't that right? Yeah. And so what we got to do is be careful. We got to be careful that we don't start drifting back That's right. into our former lifestyle. And many of Christian persons came to church and they got saved and, and, and they were really going good. And, you know, people will tell you all the time when they get in church and they start trying to live a good life, seems like Satan attacks them. No, he's not. He, he's, what he's trying to do is get you to go back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He does things to get you to go back. He wants you to go back to where you used to be. Uh-huh. And see, when you go back to where you used to be, then you're denying the power of Christ. That's right. mm-hmm. Read, please
1: even in recovery too, there's always the danger of falling back into old ways. And
0: remember, we come from the life recovery, uh, even in recovery, there's always the danger of going back Mm -hmm. to the old ways. And many persons, people that's been in recovery would tell you, it is a fight. That's why they say one day at a time, each day of their life, they're fighting to go forward because there's a danger and if you're not careful, they'll go back into their old ways, back into their old addictions where we all are recovering from something, Amen. you right. see? And so we have to be careful, because if we're not careful, we will go back to our old, our old addictions, or our old lifestyle. That's right. Because remember, all of us have came from somewhere, Amen. That's right. you see? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a place to go. Yeah. All right. All right. You see, the frontwards or backwards? There's only two places you got to go, either frontwards or backwards. God's pulling you frontwards. Satan wants you to go backwards, you see. And he does that by attacking your flesh. And if you're not strong in your spirit and your spirit doesn't control your flesh, your flesh will control your spirit. Yeah, and you all know I talk about your senses, your five senses. Your senses will take you back to your old lifestyle and you will become slave to your senses. But we are born again and saved now. Amen to that. Then our, sla- our senses are slaves into our spirit. We control our senses. Our senses don't control us anymore. They used to control us, but they don't control us anymore. But there is a danger if we're not careful that our senses will start trying to take over and get us back to where we used to be. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go.
1: This Hebrew passage makes clear the consequences of our decisions.
0: Uh, There are consequences of, of your decisions. And so we must be careful of our decisions. We're at a place right now where we need to be very conscious of our decisions. Because there's consequences. And wait a minute, let me tell you. And there's consequences, good or bad. But we have to be very careful very careful of our decisions because many of us will say we're glad now that we're in the spirit and we're not in the flesh or we're not allowing our senses to control us there was a time that our senses got in there and controlled our lives Uh so we're very conscious of that right now because and we suffer the consequences of it some of us can there are things that when you get 50 and 60 and 70 years old that that hurts your body is deteriorating because of some of the things that you've done when you were younger and now you're suffering the consequences of it if you don't take care of your physical body you're gonna suffer the consequences of it you see what I'm saying so the decisions you make you see I took spiritually mentally physically emotionally financially the decisions you make you're gonna suffer the consequences. That's why right now for me, that since I've been saved and born again, I want the Holy, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I want the Holy Spirit to direct me because I, want to, I don't want to suffer the consequences of the flesh and my desires and my senses, so I, I'm, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to come into my life now, and when it's a mental or spiritual or emotional or financial decision, I want the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me because I don't want to suffer the consequences of when I take over. That's right. Are you with me? All right.
1: Then it tells us there will be either just punishment for ignoring the opportunity Christ offers for recovery.
0: See, see, there is there's going to be some punishment for ignoring the opportunity. That Christ offers in in recovery. So there's going to, when you ignore the word of God, when you ignore, there is punishment that comes behind that. A lot of people are praying for folks that's going to suffer the consequences. Mm -hmm. You see, they're going to heaven, but they're going to suffer the consequences. Some people have chosen to go backwards. Mm -hmm. You see, it's their decision, and they suffer those consequences. That's right. Doesn't keep them out of heaven but they suffer the consequences. You see? I'm doing everything I can now. A lot of people uh, wonder, what do I do? I mean, I'm trying to, I'm eating raw vegetables and and exercising and walking and trying to do the the things because I don't want to suffer the consequences of the scripture when it says that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, it's supposed to be a sacred place for the Holy Spirit to dwell. So I'm doing everything that I can to keep it a sacred place for the Holy Spirit. Right. I don't want to suffer the consequences when other stuff gets in there. All,
1: All right. right. Also tells us, or there will be wonderful salvation by trusting God and receiving His special favor and transforming
0: power. And when I trust Christ, when I trust Christ, there's wonderful salvation by trusting God and receiving His special favor and transforming power. And special favor. And sometimes I tell people, sometimes they'll say, I'm, I'm just going to talk about me because some of you probably don't believe in this. You see, uh, there's a lot of things that come up in my life, and I don't have to really worry about them because now I'm living in God's favor so I can choose. Mm-hmm. Right. You see, I can choose. When you're living in God's favor, I remember telling one of my uh, athletes one time, when you're living in God's favor, you can, you can choose to do stuff. I ain't talking about sinful stuff. I'm saying choosing to do stuff, you know. Uh, some of you in here probably don't get it, but when you get there and you're living in God's favor, that means I'm living life and life more abundant so then I can choose what kind of car I want, where I want to live, how I want to live. You see? You understand what I'm saying? You see, I, I'm a little bitty guy, and I don't like look, looking little. So I ain't buying no big car. Cause see, you get a big car, you look little. You look little, makes you look smaller. <laughs> like you know, I got an ego. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I got a smaller car to make me look bigger. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? You see, you see. But some, some of some pastors, they buy them big cars. You see, they into the big cars. I'm not into the big cars. First of all, they cost too much money. I'm not into the big cars because a big car, the little man in a big car. I ain't trying to do that. I want to be a little man in a little car, so it makes me look like a big man. Right. All right. But if I choose to have a big car, I could. Are y'all staying with me? Yes. You see? So, so I'm living, and the transforming power, when you have the transforming power, that that means when situations come up in your life, that transforming power will give you the spiritual muscle to be able to handle any situation, the circumstance that comes up. Yeah. All right. You see? You got that power to do that, you see? I, I've been looking, so you see, my you all, I'm, I'm going to be around a long time, because I keep telling you all about Dr. Stanley, as, as my, my, I love Dr. Stanley, he's 87, and he's retired from pastoring, but he says he's going to keep doing books and things, right? And so he said, he's still going, I said, hey, I can still go, and then we want to have a president that's going to be in office at 78, Right. So, you know, if he can run the country at 78, that means he'll be 82, right? When, mm-hmm. when he's through with his thing, surely I can, I can get him to pull up and run a church.
1: right?
0: In Amen. my 70s and 80s, yes. right? You see what I'm saying? So I'm looking at that and I'm asking God. See, I ask God all the time to give me the transforming power to live the life that he would have me to live. To give me the transforming power to overcome any of Satan's attacks. You see, to give me, Brother Trevor, the spiritual muscle and the discipline and the strength and the empowerment to be able to live the life that Christ would have me to live. And that means that Satan's got to go someplace else because he don't have the power to come into my life because my power is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the, Say, let me tell you how much power you have. When you read the Gospels, the demons knew who Jesus was and they were afraid of him. And when they seen him, they would flee from him, right? So if we have the transforming power through the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ has given us the power of turning to use that, then Satan needs to flee out of your life because you have that power. And that's what we're talking about. But we got to stay focused. We got to stay focused on what, who we are and whose we are. You see? Are you all understanding what I'm talking about? Amen. Here we go. Hebrews 12, 1 and 7 from the Passion. Am I looking from the Passion? Yes. From the Passion. I've done this many times. I love it. I used to do it from another part, but this is good because we're going to get this because I want my people. You are a powerful people. Amen. You are transformed by the power of an almighty, powerful God. And Jesus Christ left and gave us the power of attorney to use his name, and when he used his name in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, demons have to flee. They have to flee out of your life, out of your body, out of your mind, and out of your house. Right? Didn't say you wouldn't go through things, you see. You see, you may go through something to get to victory, but you're going to get to victory. That's a promise. All right.
1: As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. We
0: and must let go of every wound that has pierced us. We must let that, you got to let go of every wound that has pierced you. That is a mental or emotional hurt or a blow that's hit you in your life. You got to let that stuff go. Don't let. Do you, hear me, Church? Don't let a mental or emotional hurt or blow paralyze you from going forward. Somebody may have hurt you. You may have went through something in your childhood. Some things that's happened to you emotionally. Something mentally. Some hurt. Some blow. But we got to let it go. We got to let every wounded. That, that has pierced us mm-hmm. and every sin that so easily falls into us. Let it go. Yeah. There's some things you got to let it go. Yeah. You see, a lot of people don't understand when the Bible says for, get, pray for your enemies. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. You should pray for your enemies. And here's why it says pray for your enemies. Let me tell you, it took me a long time to understand it. Because if I have revengeance on my enemies, I'm stealing from God. Because God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So when you take it, yes, when you take vengeance on somebody else, you steal what God said he'll do. Let God handle that. I'm not going to live <laughs> wounded and, and mentally or emotionally, hurt by the blows. Somebody listen to me. What happened to you in your past? What you should have, would have, could have. That's all in your past. you headed with a new life now. You've been transformed by the power of an almighty God, and you are a new person right now. With a new, huh? Come on here. You are a new person right now, and you, re, you are not going to allow your yesterday, huh? Determine your tomorrows.
1: Right. Are you with me? Amen.
0: You see? In, in sports, there's a thing that they have, especially with receivers, or, uh, uh, or when you miss a, blast, a shot, or when you do something, say, have a short memory. You see, the reason they say have a short memory, the game ain't over. You're going to get another chance. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, you've got to have a short memory. Your memory is short. You don't remember what it wounded you, and mentally or emotionally, the hurt and the blow. You passed all that now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Say amen to that. Amen. All right?
1: So once we let that go, then we will be able to run Life's Marathon Race with passion look, and look determination. Look
0: here. You see, I keep telling y'all, life ain't no sprint. Life is a marathon. And when we're able to let that stuff go, then we are able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For our path has been already marked out before us. God has already marked out our path before us. And we can run that race. Yes, we can. We can run that marathon. And when you run a marathon, there's hills and there's viol- there's all kinds of stuff in a marathon. But you can keep on running because you have that passion and that determination that you are going to run the path that God has set before you. And sometimes it's a rugged, it's a rugged road, but you're going to keep on running. And when you can't run, you're going to run anyway. When your legs are tired, you're going to still keep running, you see. To, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Some people want it to, life to be, I don't want life to be a marathon. That's too short. You see, I, I, I mean a, a spread. It's too short. But that marathon. Mm-hmm. Passion, determination mm-hmm. for, the, for what God has set before you. Mm-hmm. Do it, people, with passion and determination. Right. And see, when you run with passion and determination, Satan, he'll flee from you because he knows that he ain't got no chance dealing with you. This is a person that's got too much passion and determination to run the life that God has set before them. All right? All right.
1: We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus. And
0: get out of the natural and get in the spiritual. Because we when you look in the natural, that marathon looks a long ways. But when you look in the spiritual, it doesn't look so far doesn't look so far. Right. So we have to get out of the natural, yes. huh? That's right. And we fasten our gaze unto Jesus, who birthed faith within us. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's in us. Yes. That's right. I have faith that the race that God has set before me, that he would not start a race, Brother Steve, he would not start a race, that he would not give me the strength and the power to finish, yes. That's right. period. God, God is leading us forward into faith perfection. Is that it? That's it. Into faith perfection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's leading us forward, right. and sometimes we need to get some heels right. because it, it 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 empowers us. You remember that? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. All right. You have to talk to yourself sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, I remember one time there was a guy called. Free Fontaine. Uh, he was a distance runner and he said, Any man can, anybody, he, he was talking about athletes now, anybody, because he's talking about running a marathon, anybody can run 20 miles. It's the last six miles that makes the man, it's the last six miles that makes the race. It makes the difference. You see? What he's saying is, when you run out, And you get 20 miles, people that's run a marathon, you all know what I'm talking about. It's run a marathon, when your leg's about to give out, that's when you kick in. Now it's time to woman up, man up. Get these next six.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be
0: his. See, hear that word again. His heart was focused on the joy that knowing that you would be his. I love that. His, his heart was focused on the joy that knowing that Johnny Fields needed him. And that one day Johnny Fields would come to Christ and be his. And he would, so he endured the agony of the cross. So he was, he was so focused on the victories that would happen at the cross of Calvary for hundreds and millions of people that he was able to keep on running.
1: That's right. That's right. Amen. All right? And conquered its humiliation.
0: And he conquered that. So God, Jesus, he had to stay focused. He was, he was focused on the victories. In spite of the pain that he would go through, he was focused on the victories. That men and women would have two two thousand years later and over that are still having victories. Yeah. You was able to go through that. Sometimes you need to look at what the what the what the end gonna be. Right. You look at what the end gonna be. Right. It'll keep you running. Somebody asks you, why do you keep running? I'm running because, see, there's a scripture where Jesus says that the Holy Spirit would come and he would comfort you and bring back the teachings uh-huh. that he had taught. Then it says that he will show you things to come. Uh-huh. That's in the gospel. So when you run in that race, that marathon, no matter what you went through, God will show you things to come. He will show you the victory that you're going to overcome if you keep on running. Yeah, that's right. You see? And that will give you the joy to run the race. Yes, All right. Martin Luther King says that, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. Okay. Then he said, I may not get there with you, but I know that you're gonna overcome. All right, all right. You see, Moses went up and seen the what? The promised land. Right. So God will take you up and lift you up and let you see the promises yeah. 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 of what's to come. Yeah.
1: All right. Am I doing all right? all right? All right. Now verse two from The Voice says it this way. Now stay focused. And I see, on I, I'm Jesus. repeating
0: myself because I want to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Now stay focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now stay focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now stay focused on Jesus. That's
1: right. You
0: see what I'm talking about? Go ahead.
1: Right. He designed and perfected our faith.
0: He designed and perfected our faith. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He endured the cross and the shame that death. Yes, yeah, he endured all that. But he was focused on the joy that was set before him. You see? You ought to have joy. I know you done been through. That ought to give you joy, Been through. That ought to give you joy, huh? You understand what I'm saying is? Gives you joy, if you done been through once, you can bend through again. Somebody look at you and say, why, how can you handle this? God has taken me through it before, he'll take me through it again. You see? That's right. I count it a joy that God loves me enough that he's already given me the victories before I even seen the fight. All right, jump down, please.
1: And in verse 3, so consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls.
0: And so he, he had that intense opposition. You're going to have some people that, don't, uh, that are there in your life don't care about you, but you ain't thinking about them right now.
1: That's right. Because
0: if anything Jesus overcome, you're going to overcome. Because right. you have him in you, right? That's
1: right so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressure. We
0: won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressure because we have pressure within, a power within us. Remember, I told you, we have a transforming power within us called the Holy Spirit, so we're not going to fall apart. It will not happen. That's right. That's right. We don't fall apart. We may cry, we may grieve, but we will not fall apart because we have a transforming power within us who is given through us through Jesus Christ called the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: That's right. And lets us know, after all, you have not yet reached the point of sweating blood and your opposition to And sin. so
0: when I get to complain about something, I gotta think about Cal- what Jesus done on Calvary. What Jesus done on Calvary, if he can go through that on Calvary, surely I can deal with some knuckleheads.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I, I said knuckleheads. So I, you see what I'm saying? Surely you can deal with your issues. God didn't ask you to, to, to spill blood. Right. So I look at what he's done for me. Yeah. The least I can do is live for him. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Right. Through trials and tribulations, yes. I can live for him. Yeah. That's right. Brother Spencer, so you know what I'm talking about, what you're doing. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Okay. Live to help somebody else. He's dealing with his father. He's doing that. I'm proud of him. God will put you in a place sometimes. That's called ministry. And sometimes God will have you to show to somebody else. And you can say if God could carry the cross of millions of people, Christ, across their sins, I can show sure enough help one somebody. All right. Huh? Yes. All right. Yes.
1: Now, verse 5. And have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, my child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God. This is
0: us. We, we, we spiritual athletes here today. He says, "Discipline. hey, that's all about discipline and training. That's right. It's about discipline and training. Don't forget to underestimate the value of discipline and training that's right. of the Lord. God. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that. Sometimes when you go to get in trouble, you say, I'm trained for this. God's already prepared me for this. I'm trained for this. I've been in the spiritual gym. I got spiritual muscle and I can deal with this. God's fixed me, trained me, disciplined me for a time such as these. How am I going to make it? I'm going to make it on his strength. I'm gonna make it on his training. You've all heard me say, trust your training, trust your training, trust your training. I'm talking about your training, trust your training. That's right. All right.
1: right. And don't get depressed when he has to correct you.
0: And when God sometimes he's, he's corrected me, and when he corrects me, I don't get depressed when he's corrected me. Because when he's corrected me, it's for my own good. A good father, a good father will always train their child. To deal with life situations and circumstance. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. You see? I want to be trained and and I want to I want to delight God in the training He's given me. Mm-hmm. Somebody, that old scripture, they do it, you know, my good and faithful servant. Job well done. That's the only thing. When they, if whoever has to do mine, that's the only thing I want them to say. Don't get up and do no all that other stuff. You say, Johnny Fields with a good and faithful church. And God said, Well done, my son. Then they can go on to sing some songs, all right? Get up out of here. You see what I'm saying? Because it's about pleasing God, not what people think what you've done or didn't do. You see what I'm saying?
1: For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love.
0: And the reason God trains me, because he loves me. The reason God trains me is because he loves me. And he disciplines me and he corrects me okay. because he wants, to, he wants to train me to the point and discipline me to the point and correct me to the point that when I get the gratitude to go through something, I don't have to even pray. I can All say right. I, God's already trained me and disciplined me and he's given me everything I need to go through this. All right, yes. All right. Amen. You see? I told somebody one thing. I said, one I didn't know it, but the greatest thing that ever happened to me was to have to deal with cancer three times. Is it three times, two times, whatever it was? Mm-hmm. It was the greatest thing, because now I can train other people how to go through. Exactly. Do you Amen. understand? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's called that transforming power and strength That's right. that God has given us. <laughs> we setting up in church all our lives and can't handle nothing. Right,
1: right. that's right.
0: What what, what is that?
1: Mm-hmm. What is that?
0: That's right. You see, everybody. If you if you really physically fit, you have to go to the gym and you have to work out every day, or, and you take a day off or something. Never be Sunday because you come to church. But you physically fit because you want to keep your your body fit. Well, you, we need to keep our spiritual body fit, so we need to train every day. And that's going through God's word.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child.
0: And then when he draws me to himself, it proves mm-hmm. that I'm his child. Yeah. Not just his child, his delightful child. That means he's proud of. He's proud of the way I've lived. Mm-hmm. All right. Fully t- embrace God's correction mm-hmm. as a part of your training. You gotta embrace it. Embrace God's correction as a part of your training. Mm -hmm. For he is doing what any loving father does for his children. Mm -hmm. I embrace God's correction when he corrects me. I embrace it. I embrace his training.
1: That's right. You see? That's right. All right. For who has ever heard of a child who never had to be corrected?
0: Who's ever heard of a child who's never had to be corrected? If you want God to be your your heavenly father, father God's going to train you and he's going to correct you Mm. because he loves you.
1: That's right.
0: All right, we about to finish it up here.
1: Take your time.
0: I ain't seen my card yet, but I'm feeling (laughs) good about this.
1: So we are going to go to Hebrews 2, verse 1, and we're going to do it from the message, Amplified, and the Passion.
0: I like repeating myself.
1: Mm. It's crucial.
0: it's it's what? It is crucial crucial that we keep a firm grip on what god or what go ahead and read it because i <laughs> got all kind of voting yep
1: on what we. firm heard. Oh, wait a minute,
0: firm grip
1: mm-hmm. firm grip on what for, we've heard
0: From what we've heard
1: so that you, you need to take grip.
0: a firm grip this morning on what you've heard that's right grab a hold of it mm-hmm. don't let it go from the singing from the scripture to the praying to the emmanuel to the singing to the preaching of the gospel Get a firm grip on it. That's right. You'll see. Do you see when you got a firm grip, Brother Isaac, on something, you can't let it go? Satan can't get in it because your grip is so tight in the word of God and the promises of God, he ain't got nothing he can do with you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. And as it says here, a firm grip so that you won't drift off.
0: And I'm not going to drift off because I got that firm grip. And I refuse to drip off.
1: That's
0: right. I'm holding on to his promises. Thank you, hon. All right?
1: And the Amplified says, we must pay much closer attention than ever to the things that we have heard. See, right now
0: we're going through all of these different situations and circumstances. Whoa. Uh Not us. That's right. Not us. We're paying attention to the things that we have heard Uh from the gospel
1: right.
0: talking by things are going to get better now because we have a new president. Things was better for me when I had to, we had the old one and the one before that and the one before that. Because God was in my house. Thats right. You see? My life, I depend on him and I have a firm grip on him and he transforms his power within me. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Mm -hmm. I love life. That's right. Yes.
1: So again, pay closer attention so that we do not in any way drift away from the truth.
0: Just don't drift away from here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the truth is, there's a truth in here. Tell me, okay, I'm about ready, I'm tired.
1: And the last I got one. so
0: excited <laughs> within myself. Huh? That's right. You see?
1: And lastly, the passion. This is why it is so crucial. Crucial! that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard.
0: So it is crucial that we we get engaged and attentive to the truth that we have heard Mm -hmm. so that we don't drift off course. I'm running a marathon. I'm going to finish this marathon. There, there'll be things going on over here and things going over there, but I'm not going to drift off and look at nothing over there and nothing over there. I'm going straight ahead because my mind, my eyes, my spirit is focused on Christ Jesus and the race that he has put before me.
1: That's
0: right. Amen. Is that good? Yes. Amen. Are we doing all right? That's right. Say amen to that. Amen. Our oh, heavenly Father, we come this morning, first of all, thanking you for who you are in our lives. We are Christians. We are excited about life. It has nothing to do with who's in the White House. It's all about who's in our temple, the Holy Spirit in our temple, which gives us the transforming power to live a wonderful life. We are putting back, we, we're through all that stuff that wounded us mentally and emotionally, all the hurts and the blows of life, and we wanna walk in Christ. Yes. We're tired of our, our senses no longer control our lives. Our senses are our servants. Yes. Through the Holy Spirit, they serve us. We serve, we serve but one God, and that is God the Father, God the, and God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, who are all three in one. That's where we are today. We believe that. So I'm asking you to bless everyone in the sound of my voice, touch their hearts, their minds, their souls, their spirits, and let them know that nothing is out of control in our lives. Everything is in control in our lives because we have the Holy Spirit. And as long as we have the Holy Spirit, whatever's going on around us doesn't affect us because we look to God the Father, God the Son, God to the Holy Ghost. And so we have a joyful life. So this morning, we wanna thank you for allowing us to have a joyful life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And all in agreement said, amen. 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 uh, we, we don't wanna forget the Johnny Fields, Bill Allen Charities, write the check to that. We're gonna feed those people. As Brother Isaac says, it doesn't matter if anybody writes a check, then people are gonna get fed anyway. We have, but it gives you an opportunity because we can't bring food. We can't bring food, and let me tell y'all something. They had to move those people out and put them in motel rooms. Can you imagine? They can't go out. They can't. The kids can't go out. They're in there. Oh, that's a terrible thing to be. And all we have to do is to do a little bit to feed them, and we'll buy some games and stuff to help those people. Let's make sure we do that. Let's don't talk Christ. Let's walk Christ in Amen. Jesus' name, huh? Is that right? Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed.